Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, you know how you always tell us tell us that like our schedules are always so full and it's always my fault because I always say yes to everything. I feel <laughs> like this week we you like booked everything and it was so busy. I don't know about you. I mean, it's like I'm exhausted right now. I'm exhausted too. And then I looked at next week's schedule and started to say it doesn't look much better. (laughs) No, it's been a tiring week. But I also think that we've been lucky because I think the week before we just were kind of chilling, you know, we only had maybe one thing going on. So um, it was quiet. And then now just people are starting to book again. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. If for those that don't know, I kind of gave Monica that she's she's the event planner, so she's she's in charge of the the scheduling. Well, the I the lead in charge of the scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone commented it just like, "How do you do all this stuff?" She's like, "I don't know. Monica just schedules it and just tells me to go there." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. Just no, but it's things. it's fun. It was fun. I I'm I'm having a great time. So anyway, how are you, Monica? What's going on? I'm good. Um, it's like you said, been a really busy week and a busy weekend for us. Even though we're still not a couple, we do spend a lot of time together and did a lot of fun things that I'm excited to tell our listeners about. Um, I have to say, I'm not really hungry right now, and I don't know the (laughs) next time that I will be hungry. And I'm a teensy, teensy bit still hungover from last night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about you? How is alcohol landing on you? I'm good right now, but I do need to detox for the next two weeks. So yeah. you might have to, I might have to be off the grid for a little bit because it's going to be uh protein shakes with blueberries and peanut butter for the, mm. for the next six meals to uh, detox all of that. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll trust that. Maybe I'll try that whole uh, press juicery fad. I don't know about you, but. Oh, I really like um, press juicery. I do like you? Their, yeah. I like their almond milks as well. Um, they're so delicious. And I liked it so much. I had to teach myself. I reverse engineered the almond milk because I liked it so much. Oh, it was like someone just, bottle. I think Seattle Foodie Adventure just recently told me that he loved the almond milk too as well. It's delicious. You know, you know, I'm a chocolate fan, but that vanilla almond milk is just so dreamy. I think because it has a really good weight to it. A lot of times almond milk is watery and that one has like really nice weight to it. So it, you feel like you're drinking milk like that, you know, you're fooling yourself. Um, but the flavors are really good because it's got this vanilla and it's flavored with dates. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, today's episode is sponsored by Press Juicery. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but if you, if anyone wants to sponsor us out there, give us a call or DM us. Uh, okay. Well, let's get. <laughs> uh, okay. That awkward silence by Monica means that we're going to start the show. Welcome to Seattle Footy <laughs> Podcast. This is episode 39. Thank you so much for listening. We have a huge, huge amount to recap and some fun events and no interview today. So I'm going to go ahead and tease it. We're going to do something totally different. So listen later for what we're doing. It's kind of fun and kind of our expertise and why we got started. But let's start with the recaps. Monica, tell us about what we just did this past weekend. 
Oh my goodness, you guys, <laughs> Nelson and I, and Annie Eats Food and my husband, we all went- Hashtag up- not a couple, hashtag <laughs> not my girlfriend, just, just to let you know, just Annie yeah. Eats Food. Yeah. Just to validate. Uh, we all went up to Toledo Casino and Resort for a hosted stay and to eat all kinds of food and beverage pairings and to attend a concert and also um, experience the spas, some of the amenities. So it was jam packed. I mean, when I first looked at the agenda, I'm just like, I don't know how we're going to do all this. I mean, on the first day, you and Annie went and got some massages at the tea spa. Is that right? Yeah, we each got one hour deep tissue massages. Mm-hmm. I have a high pain tolerance. So I told our the massage therapist, like, hey, get into my calves, get into my lower back and my upper back and just get all those knots that have just basically gathered the past six months and just yeah. get them out of there. Just get them out. Just like, I don't care if it hurts. If I, if I squealed and I was just like, it means it's working. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they from stress and are they named Monica? <laughs> yes. <Those> yes. <laughs> mostly, mostly named Monica, but it's okay. Though. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I had a bunch in their name, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be, it can't be work stress because everybody tells me that apparently I don't have a job and all I do is just hike and, <laughs> and go eat. So um, it can't be, work stress so it's all monica all the time (laughs) oh my gosh uh so yeah i mean we had our massages today which is sunday and um we got the hot stone massages and that were that was really nice because i really like the warm stones and i like them when they lay them on you and when they rub you with them And, and so that was really a great service and just um overall you know i did make it into their eucalyptus steam room so that was a really i did too as well yeah yeah it's really nice to clear your sinuses and you know i have like all these weird allergies and and stuff with my respiratory system so it was nice to really get a clean breathe and uh relaxing before headed out yeah it was just a really nice zen time i mean it was it was very it just it reminded me of my old job um, in Bellevue where they had a spa similar to that and same mm-hmm. similar amenities. They had a relaxation room before they brought you in and mm-hmm. the massage room was just very, very relaxing and calm. And uh, that was a great way for us to kick off our staycation. That was yes. a great time, but let's, let's, nobody's here to talk about massages. Let's talk about the food, Monica. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Starting off with, the, the destination lounge for some drinks and and uh, a nice little cocktail that, that we had. Annie Eats Food got this nice non-alcoholic beverage, which <laughs> everybody was envious of, <laughs> including me. Yeah, you were across the room and I saw you looking at it. I'm just like, wow, I wonder if Nelson looks at women the same way he looks at that drink because he's nope, in love no. with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look at that drink like nobody else. <laughs> It was delicious. It was it was a mocktail made up of mango and pineapple and all kinds of lovely fruit that I'm sure you love. And I tasted it and it was sweet. And I also think that if you added some vodka or some dark rum to it, it'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the main course, though, the the big event was having dinner at Blackfish. It mm-hmm. was phenomenal. They did a wine pairing with four courses and these courses were not like really dainty small courses i mean uh, monica tell us about them oh wow um 
really impressed with the alcohol pairing. So y'all know I don't drink a whole lot. I mean, I'll drink here and there, but from the very first glass that we got at Destinations, I could not get over that sparkling wine. So by the time we got to dinner, I, I think I brought my second glass of wine with me because I couldn't bear to leave it in the restaurant. <laughs> so so it came along with me. And that was a nice Giulio Ferrari sparkling wine. It was 2002 and it was delicious. So that came with me. But oh my goodness, we had scallops and we had filet and the beverage pairings. We had a really nice Snoqualmie Falls Haystack Half of Bison, a Betts Family Winery Old Vine, a Chenin Blanc Quinta Essentia. And we, we haven't even gotten to dessert. So let's just stop there. Um, the salmon and the way they were cooking the salmon on the sticks in the traditional way yes. was so delicious. It was so focused on the fish and not focused on sauce or seasoning. It was just the wood and that flavor that the salmon, you know, absorbs from the wood mm-hmm. and over that open flame. And it was pretty much perfect, right? Yep. Yes. Copper River Sockeye, mm-hmm. I might add. Very high quality. I really enjoyed that. That was probably one of my favorites because it was so moist. I also love the petite filet mignon. Yeah. That was pretty good too as well. That was pretty good as well. But for me, I love scallops. So when I saw scallops on the menu, I kind of held my breath a little bit because you know that I'm also pretty picky about scallops. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the sear on it and I was like, oh, I don't know how it's going to be. And it was lovely. And they had a cauliflower puree with it and some other vegetables. And just the pairing was really beautiful. Um, and you know, again, just going, I, I think your favorite, what was your favorite wine at that, at the dinner table? Oh, <laughs> because I had like three or four glasses of it. You mean? <laughs> because you asked me to bring mine out of, the, out of there to the next place. Yeah. It has to be the Botanica Pinot Noir. It was mm. phenomenal. I, I loved it. The white wine that they had too, as well, that they served was mm-hmm. outrageous too, as yes. well, because I, I rarely drink white wines. I'm usually a red wine guy. Yeah. So I love it with my meats and my steaks. And yeah, that Pinot. I, I had four glasses and we even, I took, you know. And, and it took everybody's. <laughs> I took everybody's. <laughs> yeah. But by then we were kind of feeling it because you guys, I don't usually like red wine. So I usually like drink white wine, but I was drinking everything too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm respectful. I have to drink all the wines that they pour. And these aren't just like tastes here. These are like full glasses, of course, yeah. <laughs> like four glasses in and we haven't even had dinner yet. And yeah, just just so crazy and i didn't want people i didn't want i didn't want to offend people by not drinking any of it so i was like okay i'm just gonna drink it and i'm gonna finish it and i'm like and this is like this is really good (laughs) it was and then headed off to dessert i mean i you know i thought i was gonna be full after doing but i'm just like i can do dessert and dessert was so beautiful and you know we had to head to a concert so all the desserts were brought out at once all of our beverage pairings were brought out and it was really hard to pick a dessert because i liked all of them for different reasons anywhere from textures to flavors but for me the tartufo really stole my heart i mean that was like burnt caramel gelato luxardo cherry biscotti and hazelnut crunch which really when you broke it down the nuts in there were just unbelievable and then Mm -hmm. they topped it off with brandy caramel sauce and it was so sweet and delicious and so interesting to eat Um, i saw you you guys were enjoying it as well very much so. We went from Blackfish to Tula Bene, just to let mm-hmm. everybody know. So it's in, so we went to another restaurant for desserts, mm-hmm. and they did a bunch of spirit pairings as well. So more drinking, of course. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> 
can. Yeah, I really love that one, the Tartufo. My favorite was probably the chocolate and candy brown butter okay. cake. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know why? It's those cherry, those Chianti poached cherries that really got me with the, uh, of course, Monica, sorbetto. I'm a sorbet guy. <laughs> so when you do cherry sorbetto with vanilla whipped cream, I mean, it is game over for me. <laughs> it is. It is. When when they brought that out and I said, oh, you brought out a berry sor- sorbet. I'm just like, I looked over and, you know, everybody just so you know, my nickname for Nelson is Fruity Pebbles because he likes all the fruit. <laughs> I was like, what do you think about that, Fruity Pebbles? Yabba dabba do. <laughs> But, you know, that dessert, what I loved is that the chocolate wasn't overwhelming. A lot of times chocolate really is, can be overpowering in desserts. And really they chose the right kind of chocolate that was mild and flavorful, but not at odds with everything else that was on the plate. And I love that. It was phenomenal. The Moscato that paired it with the desserts, yeah, that was really good. good. I oh love the my chartreuse gosh. too. And I'm just like, oh, like a lot of those were so sweet and complex and Mm -hmm. you know i'm sitting there trying to let my palate figure out what's what everything (laughs) is in there but by then you know i mean i'm I'm 12 drinks in you guys yeah (laughs) so so my palate's getting a little like yeah i like that (laughs) we're 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 feeling it we're good we're good yeah it's it's great because monica i don't know about you but normally i don't do dessert wines with with desserts or in general when I'm going out. So um, trying all of those, the Moscato, the port wine, everything that just pairs with the sweetness from the desserts. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed it. And then concert Winona Judd. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know for all you millennials that are listening sorry but <laughs> Winona Judd is very it, she was awesome like so charismatic uh, country singer in the 80s and 90s phenomenal I thought she was an awesome performer and I, I, I really I don't often hear her music but she's a great entertainer yeah now yeah. I know you've seen her in mm-hmm. the past yeah I have I used to work in an arena back in the day, so I've seen her a couple of times. But I agree with you. There's something to be said about someone who can really put on a show. Lots mm-hmm. of people can sing. I mean, granted, that's not something everybody can do, but an all-around entertainer and performer that engages with not just the the fans who have been following her for many years, but for those that might not have been to a show, I think she really did a great job of really engaging folks who weren't familiar with her music at the very beginning to get them in and make, make them feel included. And then the food doesn't start stop there because no. we ended up going to journeys for some Asian food and we got mm-hmm. a bunch of sushi rolls, mm-hmm. which was really good. Tasted really awesome around 11 PM to midnight. So that <laughs> yeah. was really, really yeah. good. And we got some and then, karaage yeah. as well. Karaage, yes. Karaage. <laughs> Monica helped me correct that the pronunciation on that all, all night long. I don't know if she was uh, under under the influence or not, but um, yeah, she kept saying it multiple times. I was like, okay, I get it. I get I, I get how to I get how to pronounce karaage. So. <laughs> Except you were rolling your R's, so that made it even yes. funnier. So clearly, it was under the influence. <laughs> Needed water. <laughs> That's uh, what I needed. <laughs> and we had and then, more drinks. More drinks. More drinks. More drinks. More 
yuzu, a yuzu sake and this mm -hmm. tropical drink that was I don't know how to do I don't know how to describe it. It had pineapple, coconut, and a bunch of rum, and yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. Very awesome. Um, I I think it's uh, similar to a mai tai. I mean, it came with crushed ice, and like you said, there was a strong uh, flavor of rum and fruitiness. So I think pretty similar. Um, but they never told us it was like a big secret. So mm -hmm. <laughs> kudos to the the beverage director Tom. Mm -hmm, Tom. He was phenomenal. I mean, all the pairings were just on on point mm -hmm. we are monica probably like 12 minutes into talking about tulalip so let's just wrap <laughs> it up because For the sure. last thing we did that was the first night <laughs> <laughs> second night we got in-room dining service and yeah. from cedar's restaurant and they did that they did breakfast for us and we got to eat breakfast in bed um, not yeah. together. Not together. You went in front of someone else, and then I, Annie eats food, and I shared a room, and we had breakfast together, and that mm -hmm. was that was fun. And mm -hmm. um, we got the French toast as well as the farmer's breakfast and some granola with the yogurt. Very good, very good. I thought the berries were really fresh, and um, the pineapple is always good. So yeah. yeah, for sure, the blackberries were on point. I don't know where they're getting for their blackberries from. We had them at dinner. I mean, for dessert and also in-room dining, they are so plump and juicy and sweet. I don't think I've seen them that big around here before. So they're delicious. Tulalip Casino and Resort. You guys got to check it out. Great time to do a staycation. They really have some phenomenal restaurants there. Yeah. I, I was very surprised by that. And Blackfish and Tulabene, mm -hmm. that was really phenomenal. Really yes. phenomenal. Agree. Yeah. Awesome. And Annie and Eats Food and I won a mini jackpot late at night <laughs> playing slots oh. same playing some penny oh, slots no. so uh yeah so i came we came out big winners there <laughs> yeah on the penny slots <laughs> yeah on the penny slots awesome yeah. congrats you guys <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move on to another recap mm -hmm. shall we monica the beginning of the week man it seems so far away <laughs> <laughs> but you and i had the chance to experience an industrial night at adana this is this is kind of this was a lot of fun. Corfini Gourmet and Westland American Single Malt put on a portfolio experience. Now, normally on Mondays and Tuesdays, Adana is usually not open and they reopen on Wednesdays. So they are gracious enough to host this event. I also forgot Caviar Man, with the help of Minamoto, was there to supply all the caviar for the hors d'oeuvres. And I didn't even mention there oh, were man. four meat courses, four meat courses for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you and I are meat eaters, but I have to say, even I was intimidated when I saw those platters come out. They were like catering platters just piled high with meat. Um, I didn't know what to think. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Those hors d'oeuvres were ridiculous. The, the oh. Wagyu with the caviar, that yeah. was phenomenal. I've just kept popping those. And um, apparently the, the people at Crab Pot were also popping them in as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, yeah, they had a four pound bucket of caviar back there. And so it was going into everything. And they were also mm. serving it up with a really nice uh, crema too on some of the hors d'oeuvres. So that was beautiful. But the meats by Corfini Gourmet that they supplied... Mm phenomenal i mean my favorite has to probably be those pork cheek jowls that was yeah. just phenomenal and then adana of course they're adana they went it there was there were tomahawk ribeyes they took the tomahawk bone and they went ahead and katsued it and passed that mm -hmm. bone around and just everybody took a bite at the table so that was um 
That was a bit fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> we also had just fantastic whiskey pairings from Westland. So that to go with every course, that was beautiful. That was a fun time all around. But Monica, tell us what else we did later in the week. Later in the week. So later in the week, um, we attended an event uh, that sort of threw us back a little. On episode 26, we had a chance to interview Gormando CEO Alyssa Lenoin, and she shared her inspiring origin story with us at that time. So be sure to go back and catch up on that. We were invited to Gourmando's launch of their summer catering menu, and it was at Marion Built Loft in Ballard. And I had been dying to get into that space. For some reason, I just hadn't made it in. And I love it because it's really just a beautiful combination of clean lines with just an industrial edge. And there's a really interesting story, backstory to that building as well. So check it out. For me, oh my gosh, the roasted beet salad and the wontons were my favorites, Nelson. Uh, what were some of your favorites? Uh, the heirloom tomato sliders. I think I ate, they, they cut them in quarters and yeah. I think I ate maybe three whole ones because <laughs> 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 I just kept popping them in my mouth. I'm just like, sure. oh, all right. Okay. I was like, what's wrong time. with me? They're so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, they just keep bringing out food. So I guess we should just keep eating. I mean, I guess that's just okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And so there are a lot of things. Um, even their salads are so interesting and their choice of proteins. They had, you know, Greek skewers. They had different takes on different things and their desserts. I think that chocolate uh, tartlet was my favorite. It was so chocolatey in the middle with a strip of orange zest on top of it that was candied. And so that was just a really perfect sweet bite to end the night. Yeah, all of those are now available in their summer menu for Gomondo. One of the mm -hmm. things that they're doing now is the catering menu. That's that's what you're going to get. So the the food is exceptional. And uh, if you guys are, if you or your office mates are looking to find someone for some catering, just take a look at Gomondo. Okay. Absolutely. And Monica, you brought me to this event. For the first time this year, the South Lake Union Wednesday Market opened up. Yeah. And it was at the Lake Union Park by Mohai. Mm -hmm. I almost went to the regular South Lake Union Saturday <laughs> Market location. It's a good thing I checked the Facebook invite and found out that it was by Mohai instead. So yeah, you and I came down because we wanted to check out the Ferrale food truck because we haven't yes. checked them out since they resurrected. Man, I'm so glad I came down. I almost didn't want to come down from the east side, but I was like, <laughs> but I'm so glad. The pork wings, oh, so good. I love those pork wings. And we also got the Gordo sandwich with braised pork belly, a bulgogi bowl with purple forbidden rice and soft poached egg. And we also got the Korean fried chicken wings too, as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's amazing because we were there a little early. And so people, once it started getting around like the 12 o'clock hour, like just tons of people were coming from the businesses around. And I was telling one of the owners of Ferrali Young that, um, we drove probably about a hundred people towards the truck because they were walking <laughs> by and like, we're trying to eat, but every time we take a bite, somebody would say, Hey, where'd you get that? What is that? Yeah. And, uh, that braised pork belly, I have to say that tasted delicious. Um, you know, I had pork belly a couple days later and I was not appreciating, <laughs> uh, Ferrelli did it right. It was in really nice chunks and juicy and cooked well and flavored well. And, you know, because, you know, I'm not a big sandwich person, but that was delicious. I loved it. But it's all about the green sauce, though. 
that green yes. sauce on top all over it yeah that yes. that's that what makes it the sandwich absolutely so, yeah we also saw some friends like nutty squirrel gelato mm -hmm. and wawa lemonade so they were there too as well got, got some gelato from them if you missed out on it last week do not worry the wednesday market will be back this week as well and monica i i forgot how long is do you think the wednesday market is going to be going till the Wednesday market will go until uh, September. So as you were saying, Nelson, the regular South Lake Union Park is kind of over right. by Denny Park. And this one is over by Mohai. So totally different areas. And um, they've been thinking about this concept uh, during the week lunch market for, for quite a while. And so it's it's they've been brewing it up and it's partly because of all the business down there. And, and so it's very walkable if you have an office or a hospital or something nearby and you need something good to eat. And it's a really fun time with a great view. Love it. And then as if we couldn't get enough seafood, tell us about the next event we went to Monica. <laughs> we can never get enough seafood. We went to the crab pot at Miner's Landing. So Chef Nick Novello, also someone that we've interviewed in the past. So be sure to check that out to hear his origin story of how he came to be the chef down there. Nelson, you and I had a chance to taste the Royal Feast, which is full of four different kinds of crab, andouille sausage, corn, potatoes, head on shrimp and more. And if that weren't enough, we got to sample watermelon cocktails. Oh, yeah. Watermelon cocktails. I tell you what, if, if you all want to feel something, go ahead and drink <laughs> watermelon cocktails because they're so deceiving <laughs> when you drink them and they taste fresh and like summer and you can't really taste the alcohol. And, you know, six drinks later, you're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this, this Royal Crab Feast was amazing. It's like all the seasons from the deadliest catch all wrapped into one. You got, you got yeah. King crab, you got Opelio, you got bear die. I mean, you got Dungeness. I mean, you got them all, you got all four crabs going on. And yeah. plus you had that Dewey sausage and the corn and just the mm -hmm. different flavorings. And we're just hammering away and eating corn and eating crab. And they also had mussels and clams and shrimp in there too, as well added in. Yes. I mean, it is literally a giant feast. We didn't even get mm -hmm. we didn't even get through it all i mean there was so much left over amazing yeah we didn't but you could tell who the expert crab eaters were because you would look at part of the table and like there was no yeah. crab and then you look down the table going hey why do you still have crab <laughs> yeah. bring it over <laughs> a fun time for, you know, any type of gathering. And I, I love this because this is the second week in a row where you and I have been at a meal where, yeah, we took some pictures, but then we're eating with our hands. So we can't pick up our cameras and then, you know, we're just talking mm -hmm. and having fun. So I, I love that fellowship and something that, you know, I forget sometimes as I'm shooting things, even when we're eating. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, it's always fun. It's always fun. Mm -hmm. um, just seeing all the food just splayed out in the middle. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just, a crazy it's a crazy show i love it i love it <laughs> all right i have one last recap to go along for this whole show and hey monica it's another east side recap so woohoo no yeah no yeah, way to all, can't be yeah showing love to all my east siders you know who you are you guys know who you are so <laughs> no no so you act like it's my fault we don't do more east side events <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I'm the lead scheduler. <laughs> yes. I get it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See, all those Monica knots, it's coming back again. I don't know what's going on for some reason. It's mm. tightening up. Yeah, I don't know. No. <laughs> but 
Uh, last Wednesday, you and I had the chance to attend the opening event for the new Hearth restaurant at the Heathman Hotel in Kirkland, in downtown Kirkland. And Hearth was showcasing all their menu items from their flatbreads to the Hearth burger slider to the charcuterie to Hama Hama oysters. And they also had signature cocktails and desserts. Monica, I think our favorite were the root beer floats because between the two of us, I probably sucked down 15 of them and you took down five of them. So <laughs> I was all full yeah. of root beer. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. Well, it was tiny. I mean, technically it was like three ounces, Nelson. And so, you know, I mean, um, I'm usually not a fan of root beer floats, but what made these different is they had toasted marshmallow around the rims. And so that was so sweet and delicious and sticky. Just loved it. Yeah, I mean, lots of bites, sangria, lots of alcohol going on. The signature cocktails are not bad, too, as well. I like the Paloma one. It's it's a new restaurant. You should check them out in Kirkland. Yeah, it was the food was phenomenal. They, they had a whole salmon that they brought out next to the oysters, and they're constantly serving out food. Oh, I forgot about the pork belly. I like the pork belly myself. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, so did Tiny Hangry Tiff because she – Normally doesn't eat a lot at these events and she took down like five of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did. Uh, the salmon, we actually went through two salmon, mm-hmm. two whole fishes they brought yeah. out. So that was pretty impressive. It was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone go check out Hearth in Kirkland and um, yeah, it's a new restaurant. All right, Monica, event time. Shall we get into events? We only have a couple of them, but it's, it's kind of fun because uh, this weekend is uh celebrating father's day so but before we celebrate father's day i have one for you that's on thursday so this thursday from 12 to 10 p.m it's crawfish king's fifth annual ace crawfish and shrimp and if you guys don't know what ace is a-y-c-e it is all you can eat so that's what the acronym Mm -hmm. is so tickets are now available for this event and they are in two hour time slots when you arrive you will be served two pounds of crawfish and one pound of shrimp Once you're done with that, additional crawfish and shrimp will be served at one pound increments. Monica, I just checked on their Facebook page and they had a status update. As of Thursday, tickets are still available for the 12 p.m. and the 6 p.m. time slots. So you can either do it during Mm -hmm. lunch or at 6 p.m. And the 12 p.m. is cheaper. I believe it's $25 for the 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. is $35. Oh, cool. Yeah. I just also want to let you know, I, I was reading through the fine print as well. You have to get there at the hour time. So if yours mm-hmm. is at 12 p.m., you have to be there at 12 p.m. If you get there at 12.30, you only have an hour and a half to eat from one from that 12.30 to 2 p.m. Yeah. time slot. So uh, make mm-hmm. sure you get it in time to essentially optimize your ACE eating. And then Monica, what do you what do we got for, for you for events? Well, Father's Day is next Sunday. So if you're thinking about grabbing a special meal, we just have a couple of options uh, to to make sure that you have some plans. So Musang is holding a Father's Day brunch and it's gonna be $40 plus taxes and fees with tickets from Eventbrite. Now I haven't seen the menu listed uh, on Eventbrite, but I have to tell you their pop-ups have been selling out. So if you're even remotely interested in taking dad over there, go ahead and get your tickets now. Another place that's holding a Father's Day event is the Mountaineering Club. So they're hosting a Benny's pop-up featuring Benedict's and local beers. So if you want more information on that, head to their Instagram page for details and reservations. The Mountaineering Club is a new restaurant in University District. I haven't been there yet, but it has phenomenal views because I've been seeing them posted by other people. So check that out as well. 
and Daniel's Broiler, we were just there a couple weeks ago. They're having a Father's Day brunch at their downtown location and their Leshai location for Father's Day. So not all of them. So go ahead and check it out if that's something you're interested in as well. And Nelson, there is another Father's Day event that you know about, and it's on the east side. Yes, yes. Guys, I'm going to label this the east side episode because there are two things we talked about about the east side. This is this is a... <laughs> Uh, this is territory we have not gone down. So, <laughs> but I I enjoy this one. I've been to it many 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 times, even before I was a foodie. It's a, a Father's Day weekend tradition like no other. The Washington Beer Commission is hosting the 14th annual Washington Brewers Festival at Marymore Park in Redmond. If you and your friends and family love beer, this is the event for you guys. More than 500 beers from 110 Washington breweries to sample. In addition, there will also be food trucks, live music, as well as wine and cider available. Friday is for 21 and over. So normally my friends and I, we usually go because there are no kids around on the Friday event. But Saturday and Sunday are for all ages. And anyone that is under 21 will get in for free. For those that are 21 and over, tickets are $35 online or $40 at the door. And I've done this before. Designated driver tickets are only $5 and it includes free root beer, soda, or water. (laughs) (laughs) What's so so funny about that, Monica? Root beer. (laughs) Root beer. I'm I'm thinking about root beer floats. So I was like, ooh, root beer. (laughs) Have you been to this beers festival before, Monica? I have. They haven't always held it at Marymore Park. Uh And, and so I've been to both locations uh, since I moved to Seattle. And it is. It's fun. It's fun uh, to be outdoors. It's fun to taste. It's fun to be part of a big event like that where it's really appreciation of craft brews. Yeah. Uh, one tip for you guys. This I saw this the first time and I didn't the first time I was at the Brewers Festival. And then from then on, I always do it whenever we go. Make a pretzel necklace. So just buy some twine, go to your local grocery store and pick up some small pretzels and just make a necklace out of it. So that way you can chew it from your neck and just uh, drink beer. That's a that's that's my pro tip of the day for you all. <laughs> pro tip, wear your snacks as jewelry. That's right. Nice one. I, nice one. Yeah. Pretzels. I, I bought, I did one with like the large pretzels and the small hard pretzels. And um, next time I, I might start adding like Cheez-Its or something. So just different, just different stuff. Maybe I'll do like a whole pub mix or something and just, just tie it all around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll look like you're graduating in Hawaii. It'll be all these necklaces that look like lays that go over the top of your head. And that's your snacks. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't think it's a thing, but okay. <laughs> it's a Nelson thing. <laughs> all right. We got through it. We did it all. 20-minute recap of Tulalip and events and recaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not fair. The Tulalip thing is like multiple. That was. It was an epic. It was an epic weekend. It was yes, definitely an epic nice. weekend. So, but let's move on. Like we mentioned, we don't have an interview for today for you all, but we decided to do something special instead. And we are going to talk about photography tips. So, Monica, we've done a seminar before talking to people about how to shoot better food photos. And mm-hmm. we thought we might do it in audio form on this podcast and um, give you several photography tips to take better pictures for your Instagram or whatever social media you're using, Yelp, whatever. 
for sure. Definitely something that we've done before. It's something that people ask us about a lot and something that people observe when they're with us out in, out in the wild, as I call it. <laughs> yeah. So let's start it off. Let's let's give some basic tips, shall we? So yep. I think the number one thing to shoot good photography is natural lighting. You always want to shoot it either outside or near a window. Natural lighting always makes for the best images because the colors pop out the most. So whenever we're eating, we always are looking to shoot towards a window. Or for me, I like to just take the whole dish outside and um, have people look at me strangely. But, you know, anything for the shot, right? Yeah, for sure. Natural light is always best. Um, I've been trying to stay indoors more so I can sharpen my skills because uh, uh, I feel like I have a lot more to learn. And and so natural light is definitely always best. And that leads into one of our other tips later about um, what happens when you go outside and it's more natural light than you need, right? Yes. Another tip I tell people is you want to tell the story which means widen out your shot a little bit. So a lot of people I've seen pictures of was they, they're really up close and personal of their pasta, mm -hmm. like to the point where it's just like, I can't even tell it's pasta because it's <laughs> so close that they're taken. Like widen out your shot. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying like make the bowl of pasta, like the whole shot and then, you know, flowers in the background or maybe a waiter walking by or something. It's just mm -hmm. kind of give it a story. And that's, I, I think... For me, this is what I'm learning too as well, because I'm normally mm -hmm. just shooting an isolated dish and mm -hmm. whatnot. And and I've seen a lot of other people's photos just kind of like, man, if you just widen out your shot and you're like telling a whole different story behind mm -hmm. your photo. For sure. I mean, Nelson, I think if you would do that more, I think what people would see is, you know, me making bunny ears in the background. Right, right? <laughs> no, I, I think that's right. I mean, I tend to be food focused as well. Um, but you're right. There's all kinds of things that are going on in the background. Um, flowers are a nice one or even interesting shapes or people in movement are, are great mm -hmm. ones. I just like it. It just gives a little bit more depth and gives mm -hmm. a more dimension to the to the mm -hmm. whole piece. And um, Yeah. What's another tip for you, Monica? This sort of goes along with natural light. I mean, I think natural light can backfire. And I saw this happen at an event we were at. And I, I don't know if people noticed. It looked like they didn't notice when they were taking the shots. But while you're looking for natural light on bright summer days, you need to shoot with some shade for diffused lighting because the direct sun rays on your shot is going to be very harsh and is really going to take away from what you're trying to focus on and, and also to avoid shadows. So a lot of times when you see me moving around outside if I'm outside it's trying one to get this happens a lot because especially because I go to a lot of farmers markets so mm -hmm. even though I'm outside shooting in the bright sunlight is not always the right choice I'm looking for the shade but I'm looking for the right kind of shade without shadows and um, sometimes I've had to make my own spots um, in order to do that um, but again trying to do it you know out in the wild when you don't really have a lot to work with is, is interesting I've had people bring umbrellas. That's another mm -hmm. tip yep. for people. In the fall and in the winter, the, everybody always complains that the weather is so dull in mm -hmm. Seattle. But you get the best pictures in Seattle during those days because you oh, have yeah. so much cloud cover from the sun mm -hmm. that it diffuses the light from everywhere. And it makes for really, really good images. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. In the summertime, for us food photographers, it is a little bit mm -hmm. harder. So I have to go and find the shade. And a full shade too sometimes. And 
Yeah. And I just posted one not too long ago. It was grilled cheese and it was in direct sunlight. And I did that because it was a really nice cheese pull and because I was with other people. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about and really is in our mm -hmm. tips is, you know, be kind to, to others that you're with or around you. Um, if you can do what you need to do by not disrupting people or by being cool with maybe non-foodies that you're with, try to take that into consideration. So that's why I didn't retake those shots because I was with some other people um, and we were actually trying to have, you know, a group out. And so I try not to take up too much time. Mm -hmm. um, another tip that kind of goes along with telling the story is play with your colors in negative space. A lot of times if you just shoot a dish and there's so much space around it, you kind of fill that space with, you know, chopsticks, forks, silverware, your drink and give it a little bit of color to pop it out. Mm -hmm. So if you have like a steak, maybe add a little of your steamed vegetables to it, to make it some color, to give it mm -hmm. some color. It's another way to make your, your photos look a little bit more attractive. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Side dishes, uh, different colors, objects, like you said, chopsticks, those are great ones. And, and look around the restaurant, you know, and also sometimes, you know, we've been known to bring props, you know, carried around in my purse. Cause I got a lot of stuff in my purse, right? <laughs> Nelson, all that stuff right. I asked you to put in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> throw, it, hey, throw it in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I've been recently, I've been, I've been looking at different photos and kind of looking back at them. And, mm -hmm. and, um, one of the things I, I really want to do is like start framing things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so put things in the foreground in mm -hmm. front of your dish. And, and so that way it kind of gives it a little bit depth to it. Just, just play around with your, your extra space because mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, if you're just shooting on, it's just like, it just looks, there's something missing. It looks a little bit hollow if you're just shooting a bowl of pasta. Mm -hmm. So add, add the beautiful placemat or the place setting or the napkins or whatever it is. Just just add some some space to it. Mm -hmm. Monica, in addition to that, I like to tell people add hands to the image, which means like give it a little bit of human element to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like someone just doing a noodle lift or just a, a hand out in the middle reaching for that plate in the middle or something like that. If you're doing a flat leg, I think it just if you add some action to it because food is just food right it's just stationary but there's people eating it right there's the, the whole point of the action is eating the verb so mm -hmm. put some human element to it whether it's a hand or or something or they're grabbing it grabbing a, a piece of bread from the foreground or the background just adding something to it gives it a little bit of a, a nice little touch to it Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, along with that, I mean, I'd say like, Nelson, you're right. Like, I think both of us are constantly learning because there's more to learn. And and so one of the things I am thinking about doing more because I like the way that it looks is sometimes partially eaten things or even completely like an empty bowl of ramen. Um, <laughs> and, and that sounds weird, but you know, we can tell the story of what the food was or what the food is, but it's it's that feeling about feel, being satisfied and, and tasting something delicious and what's the result of that, right? Um, so yeah, just thinking about um, what you already see from other people. So a great way is if you're going to the business to look at who's tagged them in pictures on Instagram so you can kind of see what's out there already. Because I think another big thing is people taking the same shot that's already been taken many, many times. Another tip for you all, we do use photo editing apps to enhance our, our images a little bit. Sometimes you can you can get away with it, uh, like the iPhone and the Google Pixel phones and your Samsung Galaxy that you have, Monica. Mm -hmm. The white balance is amazing on mm -hmm. that. So a lot of times you can just take the photo naturally out in the wild and just mm -hmm. and just 
post it on there because yeah. the technology is so good. But mm -hmm. for us that are shooting with cameras, um, we do have to do a little bit of editing to brighten up and add a little bit of saturation to mm -hmm. our photos. So I recommend using one of the three Lightroom, Snapseed and VSCO. Those are the three most popular app that I know about. I'm sure there's other ones that you can use too as well. Um, I predominantly use Lightroom and Snapseed. What yeah. about you? I use Lightroom for sure. And even if I'm not correcting the white balance or the color, because um, you're right, my, my phone is amazing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I got some compliments on my stories today. My stories are almost 100% from my phone. And, and so I know people see me with the camera, but because of how much content I put out, most of the stories are done vertically with my phone. And then most of like my blog posts or feed posts are done with my camera and they're done horizontally so I can tell different stories. You know, um, another way to avoid some of the editing if you have an older phone uh, that doesn't have the same technology is to um, go into your pro settings and adjust them ahead of time and play with them before you need them. So, you know, you might not want to play with it when you're trying to take a picture of a burger that you're eating, but you know, you might be sitting around at home messing around one night and instead of maybe looking for a ringtone, trying to adjust those settings so that they'll look a little bit different when you take them. And then finally, one last tip. I always tell people play with your angles, everyone. And what I mean is just like shoot from different perspectives. In the past, when I when I just shot originally, it was just straight on, just straight on <laughs> shots of everything, right? Mm -hmm. And it didn't add any depth to it. And once I just kind of played around and just moved moved my camera around, just trying to get different angles, it gives a lot more depth to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think I was lucky for a long time with angles because I'm short, so I would be seeing a different <laughs> angle than everybody. But then other people started moving around their angles too. So now it's it's hard for me to like, I'm trying to, to work with it and also find out, you know, what's the best way to shoot because um, the shortness isn't cutting it anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any more tips that you can give to us, Monica? Um, I think I, I'm a big fan of colors. And so for me... Um, I'm having difficulty balancing out my my content right now because of the order that I've been shooting things for events and such. But I really do enjoy mixing things up on your feed with colors. Um, for a while there, it was a lot of uh, brown and yellows for me, <laughs> mm -hmm. which, which you know, I mean, that's something you look at, you know, nine shots at a time on your Instagram and think about colors. And again, a great way to add colors we've already talked about is really like flowers or like vases or silverware or chopsticks, all of those things. And and that that's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot um, in terms of what I've been doing. Now, notice we didn't talk about cameras in general, like mm -hmm. DSLR cameras mm -hmm. or um, things like that, because you don't need a camera to shoot mm -hmm. good food photography. Annie Eats Food doesn't use a, a camera. She uses, no. her, she uses her iPhone. Yep. As well as some other people. Yeah. As well as some, I mean, a lot of phenomenal food photographers yes. that, that, that we know of from Seattle that just mm -hmm. uses their iPhone. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to have a thousand dollar camera. I don't even have a thousand. You and I don't even have a thousand dollar camera. <laughs> no, no. <we> don't. <laughs> but yeah, you don't, you don't need to go out there. You don't need to go to Glazers and get like a $2,000 camera so you can shoot better food photography. Yeah. So, um, um, there's one more thing I want to close out with, and I cannot emphasize this enough. Sometimes the shot's going to be too dark and there's no way for you to get a good shot. I mean, that's happened to me before. And I think it's happened to Nelson. 
whatever you do, do not turn on the flash on your camera or your phone. That's never a great idea. That is so much harder to correct than adding light to something. If you take a photo on your phone or on your camera with the flash on, you're done. Unless that was a great shot, like it's not going to work right. Unless you have a way to bounce that flash, it's just going to be overexposed. So um, I, I saw this happen a couple of days ago where someone brought out their camera phone and had the flash on them. Well, you need to turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, it's never a good solution. And I know it sounds like a great idea. It really isn't. Not ever. Yeah, it just washes everything out. You're not going to get any good colors. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, not even photo editing on like Lightroom can save that picture. No. So it's um, when it comes to eating like at 9 or 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. and you're at Canlis mm -hmm. and it's just candlelight, just just chalk it up and just enjoy the meal yeah. <laughs> tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just, it's just not worth it. And just, you're not going to be happy with the pictures. Mm -hmm. right? So just, just sometimes just enjoy the meal and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And if you question whether or not it's worth it, we all have friends on Instagram who do this and they post these pictures. Just ask yourself what that, what kind of story that tells you. Well, that's about eight tips that we gave to everyone. That's, mm -hmm. I think that's enough to kind of get everyone started. Monica, as if anybody else has any other questions, they're more than happy to DM us, right? Yeah, you can go ahead and DM us. Um, I think when the episode drops on Monday, I will go ahead and put out a question poll um, so that we can have those questions in a spot and we'll either try to answer you directly or if it seems like something that more folks will be interested in, we can definitely bring it up in the next show. Yep, absolutely. That's pretty much our show for today. Next week, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled program mm -hmm. and we'll have some more interviews. It's going to be our 40th episode, so we might do something a little bit different. Maybe not. I don't know. We're still we're still thinking about it. We're <laughs> workshopping it. But if you have anything, just let us know. But in the meantime, everybody, have a wonderful Father's Day weekend and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. <laughs>